Al Soto would click on this show here at City Winery, D.C., to interview an amazing talent, guys. Sean Kuti, Afrobeat musician extraordinaire, Egypt 80, his band also in the house. They're on tour. Sean, how are you, my man? I'm good, man. I'm feeling all right, you know? Uh, the strains of the tour not really showing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you're just kind of getting started with the tour, right? You were in Philadelphia a little earlier? Yeah, no, this trip here. Well, we've been on tour since June. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We've been on tour since the 1st of June. You know, I've been home for only eight days since the 1st of June. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And then after the U.S., you're headed um, to Europe. Back to Europe. Then we're coming back to Mexico. Then back to Europe again. Yeah. I I'm going to need a little holiday after this one. <laughs> What I think is amazing is that uh, your, your music has touched so many uh, people in different countries. Do you feel uh, audiences from different countries uh, embrace your music differently? Um, in, the react, in, the, in the cultural, the cultural, um, uh, the cultural representation you know, it's different everywhere else in terms of how people relate to music and their demeanor. You know, but at the core of it, I think people get the uh, class solidarity of the of my message in the music. People understand the rhythm, which is universal, as music is one universal language. So I think at the core, the reaction is the same, but just the uh, the expression of that acceptance is different along different cultures. And you guys are here then. Wait. Oh, I got Japanese people in a jazz club to abandon all decorum and dance. And <laughs> that is important. And dancing is very important, uh, as a very important aspect of your shows. I checked out some of your uh, footage from Glastonbury and um, y'all were shaking your booties. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's quite an energetic show, if I have to say so myself. But it goes to capture um, how Africans have always been in our relation to expressing our ourselves our, our through through rhythm in dance you know yeah very cool now um i listened to two of your newest singles uh you recorded them live but you got a studio album right uh, that's uh in the works tell us about your two singles and also your upcoming album we, we want to know about that well i can't give away too much about the upcoming album but we're going to be playing some songs from the new record uh about four or five songs from today's set are from the next record. So people can get like a good glimpse into the future. Um, this project was just because like, I'd been sitting on all my new music for a while and we had the opportunity to do this uh, program in Lagos called Live, live at Cloud Studios. So this live recording is from that live uh, performance. And I, it was just a way to give the fans something to put something out there so that people could listen. And also a friend of mine used Love and Revolution, which is one of the tracks on this uh, two single EP uh, for his, um, for a movie. So I have to release it real quick so I can get my publishing. Wow, can we talk about which movie that the song will be featured in? No, no, it's already done. It was a Nigerian uh, mini series called Blood Sisters. Wow. It was just a little bit of it in the beginning. That must be that must be a, something awesome as an artist to hear your music on a TV show or film. Must be awesome. Yeah, that's what the, the main one for me was was in uh, black. Uh, the 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 best one for me was uh, uh, in Black Lightning. 
yeah, I think in the first season, they used my song Struggle Sounds and I didn't I didn't know it was that series. My um my publishers had told me that we had a TV series thing that I wanted to do. So I had been approved, but I didn't know it was black lighting. So and, and we watched it with my friends, you know. So we we're just chilling and I was on tour, on the tour bus, you know, with my with my friend and my wife. And we we're watching Black Lightning on the bus, and boom, struggle sounds come on, you know. And we always we lost our minds because we are huge fans of the show, you know. So yeah. you're part of the DC Arrowverse. Wow, elusive. <laughs> <laughs> that is so dope. Well, you've collaborated with some awesome artists, man. Um, Carlos Santana, uh, arguably the greatest guitarist of, uh, of all time. Also, Common, incredible artist and rapper. Uh, what was it like working with both of them? Oh, it was amazing. Um, well, it's common to everybody, you know, but Brother Rashad to me, uh, <laughs> you know, was very uh, accommodating in the project, not only in terms of putting me on on the thing, but um, the video shoot for it and all, going out of his way to make sure I was in the visuals. Yeah. Because it was during COVID and we're all on lockdown. And... Um, we couldn't come to the states, but they really wanted to wanted me to be in the video. So it was a lot of investments to make that happen, you know. And I and I thank him for that. So it was a really great experience with Black Thought as well, who made the introduction. You know, um, Black Thought introduced me to to come on. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, not All party too. Well, not with Common, but with <laughs> Black Thought. Why New York yesterday as well, just kicking it. So yeah, yeah. Who would you love to collaborate with that you have not collaborated with yet? Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Sam Jackson? Yeah, you know, not music, not even just musically. I know he's got some musical chops, you know, but we could do something visually, whatever. He's, he's probably the only person in the world I'm truly fascinated about. You know, so yeah, somewhere. Incredible actor, um, maybe even have your music featured in his latest film or TV show, I guess, right? He's got Secret Invasion with Marvel. That's his next uh, series. That'll be pretty dope. I know. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to see that. Yeah. So you're a big Marvel fan? Mm, well, growing up, I wasn't a really big um, comic fan, you know. But yeah, I mean, some Marvel films have been good. I was curious what you thought about Black Panther and the fictional Wakanda. Uh, well, I'm not a big fan of Wakanda. I'm a fan of the Black Panther. Yeah. Okay, well, those were some comics that I had. You know, and, you know, the real Black Panther is quite different from the Black Panther of the film. I like Black Panther, but I don't like Wakanda. Yeah. I have to be honest. I don't like this African country that has all the tech and resources to yeah. liberate all of us, but they choose to live in secret and not share with anybody just selfish just secrets yeah you know away from we poor blacks they have a shield to make sure we don't enter their town you know nah 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 nah, nah. they're gonna spread that wealth to the rest of the yeah. continent right share some of that tech some of that wealth you know over to nigeria and other countries in africa let us know what's going on you know <laughs> these guys only open up their country when the cia gets in trouble <laughs> Fuck Wakanda. i love that man so was one of your highlights uh, your album Black Times being nominated uh, for a Grammy in 2018? That must have been a career highlight. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you know it was, a, and the story, even the story behind that, you know, yeah, was a real, uh, was a real trip. You know, it was my fourth record. I'd given up hope on any of that kind of thing. When you to get nominated on the Grammy, this, this kind of thing happened in your first record, you know, second record. 
you know. Uh, but yeah, it happened in a really special way, you know. So yeah, for me it was really nice. It was really nice. It was really nice. But also, I'm not one of those artists that like to like judge um base um how would I put it um success on um awards and things like that. You know, uh, I truly, truly believe that the worth of an artist lies directly in your ability and your impact in the world to make it a better place, you know. Wow, that, that, that's fantastic. Wow. But still, an amazing, amazing feat. And you're working on your next album. I'm sure you'd love that to be. Uh, have some attention for the Grammys as well, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> now that they've opened the door, you know, keep it coming. <laughs> I mean, um, are you thinking about producing some music videos for your upcoming singles? Yeah, I mean, we have a, we have a big single coming out next week with Black Thoughts. Uh, it's called Cuckoo Kill Me Remix. This is, in my language, Cuckoo Kill Me means I'd rather die or just kill me. Instead of giving me this, just kill me. You know, it's a good song we have coming out with a video. So next next week, 23rd of September. Yeah. Alfred, the 23rd of September. Yeah, man. Two, three, nine. Yeah. Very, very cool. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, tell us uh, how it feels. Okay, you're, you're taking your father's legacy with Egypt 80. And uh, what, what would your dad think today of where you took the band? Oh, well. It's hard for me to do ifs. I'm not an if guy. But let, let's give it a shot. I guess even before I started doing anything, when I was just going to school and making a mess all over the house, my dad was always proud of me. You know, he was one of those kind of dads. So I think it's going to be the same. Now I'm actually doing something with myself, I think. Yeah. You'll be even more proud, you know. So uh, we miss him being around. And I think... For me, what, what I do with the Egypt 80 band and the music and the message, people always say it is my father's legacy. But my father was also the son of his mother. And I don't know if you know my grandmother, Fumilayo Ransomkuti. She was the one that really brought our family to its political maturity, you know, to know what an elite African family should do with its talent and its wealth. You know, so it's also her legacy. And even past her, it is Nkrumah's legacy. It is Lumumba's legacy. It is Sankara's legacy. It is the legacy of every great African that has advocated for us as African people to recreate a world where we can recapture our dignity. You know, this is not a, a fella's message. You know, it is, it is deeper than that. Well, I feel, although my dad is so great, to reduce the message to Fela's message diminishes Africa and so many great Africans that have contributed and on whose shoulders we actually stand on today. Love hearing that, man. That's fantastic, man. Sean Kuti, guys, here at DC Winery, guys. And uh, tell us what the, the fans can expect for tonight's show. The absolutely best show in DC tonight is <laughs> happening here. <laughs> For sure, it's going to be awesome. This has been incredible, man. Sean Kuti, Afrobeat sensation. Oh, I do have one more question. For those that not, uh, people that are not familiar with Afrobeat music, what can you say about it? And 
How do you feel that we can get Afrobeat music on more mainstream level? Well, for me, I, I think mainstream is not the path for um, everything doesn't have to end up in the mainstream. Where Afrobeat needs to be is in the consciousness of the people that want a better world. And that's what we must look for. We must look for that, we must look for our own tribe, our own community of these people all over the world, millions of us that want the world to be a better place and present them a soundtrack for that, which is this music. Thank you so much, guys. Sean Kuti, guys. DC Winery. Incredible interview, my man. Thank you so much. Here, we click on this. Check it out. They're going to be awesome.